It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. And thanks for joining me on this phoneless, textless Monday. But we are enjoying the Victory Monday after the great win last night against the Chiefs at Lambeau Field, the game I attended, and I am losing my voice as we speak. But I've got an hour of show to do yet. And thankfully, in our phoneless, textless version of the program, WTMG, now, a special guest has arrived, Josh Arter. He's the social media director for a company called Stir in Milwaukee. Welcome, Josh. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's one less one less period of time I have to talk when you're talking. So feel free to expound <laughs> More or than expand the conversation. Too. So I want to get we'll get to some serious stuff, but I recently made a lifestyle choice. I got rid of Facebook. Is that a smart choice? Um you know, I guess it depends. I think the usage of social media has definitely shifted over the past couple of years. Um, you know, back in the day, it was more of a way to share what you're doing, mm-hmm. stay up to date with friends. Um, I think there's a big trend in people who are maybe posting less to their social channels and more just kind of scrolling through to see what's going on. Is Facebook still the, it's still the dominant player, right? Uh, again, it depends. Um, we've seen that Facebook has kind of started to skew towards um, an older audience. Uh-huh. Where You can say it like me. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas somebody who's a little younger, they might use Snapchat, especially TikTok, TikTok. things like that. Is TikTok the, the future? I know they have a lot of challenges, some legal. Yeah. Is that um, the future? I would say right now they are really tapping into – so I also teach a, a adjunct class at Marquette about social media analytics and all of that stuff. Um, and so with that shift towards entertainment, um, I think TikTok is really tapping into that. They're recognizing that it's crazy, but attention spans are short. People mm-hmm. want to watch a quick, short video that's entertaining, you know, something they could share with their friends and laugh about, and that's pretty much it. Um, they're really also starting to really bulk up their um, e-commerce opportunities. Right. So you can be on TikTok see a product that an influencer is promoting, you can buy it right there in app, one click, done and done. So I think they're really keen and honing in on what their strengths are and really playing into that. And one more because I, you're an expert on it and I, I just want to know, the, the Elon Musk factor with X, formerly known as Twitter, I mean, there's a lot to un, unwrap there, but um, he has made comments that if the, the drain or the, the fleeing of advertisers continues, you could see the... The, the site go away, the platform go away. Realistic or just the threats? You know, I think some of the things that he says, you know, in terms of all of the advertisers and blackmail right. and all that stuff, I think a lot of it kind of seems reactionary. Some of, you know, some of the things that he's saying about it need to be taken with a grain of salt. Um, I think personally, some of the things that he has been saying, you know, if advertisers do go away and he has to lean more on, um, you know, well, subscriber content, subscriber yeah. content, or some sort of yeah, subscription tier kind of thing like that. Um, do I think people will stick around? Yes. Do I think people will try and find out what the next Twitter is? I could, I could see that. Is there is there an up and comer, a, a something you've heard as an expert that okay, this might be something that will be out there in the future that we can all look at. Um, you know, there are a couple that are starting to bubble up. There is one um, called Be Real. Um, it's kind of the anti-social media social media platform now what does that mean <laughs> so if you if you scroll through instagram for example right you know you see all these very 
carefully, artistically curated photos that people are posting. The whole concept of Be Real is, you know, every day randomly you're going to get a notification that says take a picture of whatever you're doing right now. And so you open the app up, you take a picture, and that gets posted. So it's kind of that real, authentic look into what people are doing. Hopefully they're not in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Arter joining me, Stir's social media director. All right. The main reason you're here, other than I wanted to tap into some of your knowledge about social media, is one of the things, and this is not unique to social media, but the, the scams that are perpetrated against, I'll be honest, people of my age and older, on social media, that's a real thing. And I, the number that um, some of your folks threw at me was uh, people over 60 collectively lost $3.1 billion to Internet fraud. Serious, serious problem. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess the first question, is this a seasonal thing or is this just all the time? Um, it's all year round. That $3 billion number is um, 2022 in total. And so last year, um, in total, I think there were more than like 420 million some people that were victims of internet fraud. So um, while there are these terrible people doing these terrible things year-round, especially during the holiday season... And why uh, is that? You know, there are a couple different ways that they tap into um, either getting your personal information or your bank account information or money from you. Um, You know, holiday shopping is huge right now. Everybody wants to buy the latest and greatest hot item. Um, And so a lot of these scammers will set up fake stores online. They look like the real deal, but they're selling these items that everybody wants at a, you know, severely discounted price to kind of entice you to buy from them, give them your credit card information or your bank information so that, you know, a product never gets shipped to you. Their money or your money goes directly into their bank account. Bottom line is if it's on social media, it looks like an ad doesn't mean it's a real ad. Or that if they're asking you to buy something, because I saw something about tennis shoes yesterday, really high level, high, you know, high brand tennis shoes for like a ridiculously low price. I was, my next question is what are, what are some of the warning or, or red flags that you should be thinking about if you're on social media or you're maybe you have a friend or family member that's older? What should you, what should you be looking at? Sure. Um, you know, if, if a deal is too good to be true, trust your gut. It more than likely is. Um, you know, if you're on a website shopping that you're not familiar with, that's kind of where you start dipping your toes in. You know, make sure you're shopping from reputable brands that you are familiar with. Make sure you're on their official websites. Um, but if you find yourself on some of these, you know, second or third market websites where the deals seem a little too good, um, things like spelling or grammatical errors, um, nine times out of ten, these websites won't have like an about us or a like contact page so they make it really easy to dig in to see if they're a real company but also then if you place an order with them that's fraudulent you never get your product you want to get your money back they make it incredibly difficult to get a phone number email to kind of contact them to fix all that i'm going to ask you about some of the specific ones that are going around but that used to be the case and correct me if i'm wrong that if you utilized not all credit cards but most credit cards you were protected it's different when you're using your bank funds, right? Because banks, typically, they will try to do you know, what they can. But if it's a credit card, are you still protected in the way that it used to be? Yeah. Um, honestly, nine times out of ten, use your credit card. Um, you know, Banks are really good, especially credit card companies. They're really good at um, tracking fraud in general. So if they start to see some new trends that pop up and you call and you say, hey, I fell victim to, um, you know, this scam for 
you know, like a package said it was delivered and I clicked the link and it stole my information, that kind of thing. Um, they're pretty good at reimbursing you for it. Um, we'll take a break here. We're joined by Josh Arder. He's from Stir. He's our social media director. Talked a lot about social media at the beginning of the segment. And, and I want to get to the tips and other things that we should think be thinking about during the holidays. We're all buying stuff. I mean, that's not a unique experience. Everybody's online buying stuff. And if you drive down a neighborhood street right now, you'll nine times, 99 times out of 100, you'll see packages sitting on somebody's front porch. And that's a whole nother level of security that we have to talk about. So tips to prevent some of that. What to do maybe if you are you find yourself involved in one of these things, and maybe some telltale signs. You mentioned a couple uh, grammat- grammatical errors, you know, funky-looking websites, other things that we should be looking for as we're talking about the risks, risk of Internet fraud, which is real all year round, as Josh said, but especially during the holidays. We'll take a quick break here on WTMJ Now. Oh, I always say yes to the Stones. Josh Arterster's social media director. You guys are in Milwaukee here, right? We are, yep. We're in Walker's Point, kind of right across the bridge from the third ward. Very nice spot. All right, so we're talking about Internet and online scams, social media scams. So some of the tips, some of the things that people should be doing and noticing when it comes to their use of the Internet and social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, you know, these things happen throughout the year, but especially during this time because... A lot of people are shopping online. It's easy, convenient, what have you. Um, there are definitely ways that people take advantage of you during this time of year. And it's unfortunate, but these things happen. So if, if I'm looking at a social media post, because I, I mentioned the one about the shoes, is it harder to tell if that's real or fake than, say, if I just went to an Internet site and, and or I had a, an email sent to me? Because email is where they get you, right? They have you mm-hmm. click on a link, and once you do that, you're in no man's land and, and, and a big concern for a lot of people. When you're talking about someone who maybe is not as savvy as you are as a subject matter expert, even me, somebody who uses social media a lot, is there sort of an uh, an easier way to figure out uh, something? You, you mentioned a few of them. Mm-hmm. Other tips that we could, mm, that doesn't seem right to me. You yeah. mentioned the pricing mm-hmm. is one. Too good to be true. Grammatical errors. What else? Um, really, one of the most foolproof ways is you do a Google search of that company name and the word scam. You know, if people are having... So people have reported it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yep. Nine times out of ten, if you are not quite sure about a brand, do a quick search for any sort of scams or fraudulent activity that they've been involved in, um, and people will be talking about it. Is the trend up for these types of things, or is it plateaued? You know, it seems to continue to go upward every year. Um, I think it's because as different avenues and different technologies come out, you know, these scammers and fraudsters are finding new ways to tap into ways to get your personal information, your bank account information, all that stuff. One of the things we were talking about before you came in the studio was um, the protection of your information. And one of the big ones is passwords. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody talks a good game, but I just talked to somebody the other day who's using their birthday as their password. <laughs> Literally their birthday. It's tough. I know. It's it's one of those things um Really complex password it takes time to type in. It, you might not remember it exactly, you know, but at the end of the day, um, there are reports that come out every year that talk about uh, password security and, you know, the amount of people who use admin or password one, two, three or your birthday. It's just such low hanging fruit for people to just kind of guess what that might be because it's such a common mistake that people make. What's the best password tip you would give somebody? Just. Um, you know, usually if you are, um, creating a new account or something like that, um, you want to use a mix of both capital and lowercase letters, um, things like a period or an exclamation point, 
Um, you know, there are common letters that you can replace with numbers. Um, so, you know, any sort of... A three for E? Yeah, like a three for E or a four for an A, things like that. Um, you know, any phrase that you are familiar with that might not be something that's common or somebody might just happen to guess upon, and then using some of those switches to make you know, it as complex as possible but as easy to remember for you. And the other one I, uh, that I've had good luck with so far is uh, a string of words with a you know comma or a, a period between them, four or five unrelated words. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you have to remember it, but, I mean, once you've done it a few times, you kind of know what they are, right? So, oh, yeah. You know, a random selection of four or five words what's the most you can have what's the most characters you can have a password is there a limit it depends on the website um some have minimum character requirements some have maximum so yeah. it kind of depends so is there is there a magic number for a number of characters i think they always usually say uh, what's the number they say that you have to have minimum eight nine mm-hmm. yeah yeah i would say as many as you can use without <laughs> it getting too difficult to remember what's the best way to sec- to remember your passwords like an alternate site, a storage, what's the best way to do that? Um, I would say, you know, sites like Google, if you're using Google Chrome, they have a pretty solid encryption when it comes to saving your passwords. Um, a lot of people might use, like on an iPhone, you have the Notes app. You know, I know a lot of people keep all of their stuff saved there. Um, I think one of the biggest tips that I can pass along, too, is that you know, you're technically supposed to use a different password for each account that right. you're going to log into. Because yeah. <laughs> if somebody gets one and you use it they for got everything, them all. they've got them all. Yeah. All right. So f- some fun social media stuff. Of all the big platforms, what is what is your most favorite one to spend time on? Um, you know, honestly, I would say I use Instagram most for kind of keeping up on friends and family. Um. You know, being in social, I kind of have to keep my ear to the ground for new trends, so I typically look at TikTok. But, you know, certainly... You didn't say X or Twitter. I was going to say, you know, we okay. talked about Twitter, X, you yeah. know, kind of being a this weird moment right now for them. Um, but I use it all the time to keep up with bands that might be putting out a new album or sports or news or things like that because, you know, it's just real time. You can kind of scroll through your feed and you get a... Get a check on the day. Josh Arter joining us, uh, social media director for Stir in, in Milwaukee. Um, I was thinking about this the other day because I, I I still like the X, formerly known as Twitter, and, and I said this about Elon Musk the other day. You know, as much as he is an innovator and you know, obviously Tesla and SpaceX and all that stuff, I wouldn't trust him to drive me to West Dallas because he just seems like a, lo- a looney tune. And maybe that's how innovators are. But when you when you see people like that that are making high level decisions for big companies, and X Twitter is a big company, and he's got a lot of other interests as well. It does it does suggest this is a big picture question, Josh. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what's coming, <laughs> it does suggest that the 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 foundational elements of the way we communicate are somewhat circumspect, right? Because you can easily influence millions of people really quickly. We have the you know the the. Um, what was the letter that was going on? Osama bin Laden letter that was influencing young people on on mm-hmm. uh, on uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Where all of a sudden they go, "Wow, he, Osama bin Laden's really right on that." It's like, but then they realize, no. But, <laughs> but actually, <laughs> it, it catches on. Right. Yeah. And, and just the the viral aspect of it is somewhat dangerous, especially when you're talking about other stories like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you made a good point. You know, Elon Musk. Um, even people like yourself, you know, who are in the media, things like that, who are kind of these public figures, especially on these social media platforms, we're talking about hundreds of thousands to millions of people who follow them and are 
looking to them for their thoughts on everything. And so, you know, when you do have somebody like Elon Musk who has uh, just a gazillion people following him, when he puts these statements out, whatever it may be, that is a huge influence on what people might think about a certain topic. Last thing for you. So there's a great rule of carpenters. Measure twice, cut once. What's the what's the uh, similar phrase and or strategy that you use when you're talking about internet or online scams or social media scams? What is the sort of foolproof method, if anything's foolproof, mm-hmm. to prevent yourself from getting scammed? Trust your gut. It is. It, you know, it's one of those things. Um, a perfect example is... You know, unfortunately, when I was in college, my grandma, she got a call from a random number and the person said, hey, I'm a friend of Josh. Um, he's in the hospital right now. He was in this terrible accident. Uh, he needs you to wire me like $3,000 to help him with the medical bills and to get him out of the hospital. And she just knew something wasn't right. And so she hung up and she called my number directly, said, Hey, I just got this call saying you're in the hospital. I just want to make sure you're okay. Are you, you're good? And I said, Grandma, I am so fine. Block that number. I'm glad that you, you know, took the time to really take a second guess or to second th- think, second thought about it. Um, and really just trust your gut. The other one that, that I've heard recently, and this is something that a uh, manager at Myers told me is no one, no responsible organization is going to ask you to pay something in gift cards. Correct. So they have now alerted their cashiers and the people that work in their stores. If somebody's coming in and buying a lot of gift cards, mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions. Exactly. And that on its own is a really, really good bit of advice. Because if somebody's asking you to go get a thousand dollars in whatever kind of gift cards to, to pay something or or give to someone that you don't even know, yeah, hang it up. Don't do it. Easily. Yeah. Gift cards. I mean, there are so many scams. They will, you know, ask you to buy a bunch and scratch off the back so you can give them the numbers. Um, There are, you know, even people on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist who, you know, they usually have some kind of sob story about why they need to sell these gift cards. Um, You know, they might say there's $100 on this gift card, but they're selling it for $40. Um, But at the end of the day, those gift cards are actually empty. So, you know, you might... Venmo or cash out somebody this money and then they put it right in the pocket. You get a gift card that's worthless and then you're out your, you know, whatever. Venmo is safe? Um, I would say Venmo is safe. Um, cash app is safe. Zelle is safe. A lot of these, um, you know, digital wallets that you can right, kind of right. share money with people. As long as you are familiar with and know the person that you are sending this money to. Yeah. Because a lot of them, like cash app, if I send you money, it can be gone forever. Like it, there is really no getting that money back. From yeah. You. Yeah. Great advice. Great tips, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Have a great holiday season. You too. We'll talk again as we discuss the great, wonderful, wild world of social media. <laughs> thanks. Thanks much. More than happy.